to another episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks. I'm your co-host, Venture. This is Hannah. And we got a great episode for you guys today. Go ahead and tell the listener your name and where you're from. Hi, guys. I'm Valentina Hanley. Um, I'm in Seal Beach, California. I'm originally from Colombia, South America, and I'm super happy to be here with you Yay. guys today. <laughs> when did you move out here? here? Um, 1999, mm. so 20-something years ago. Wow. I like that. You Long don't time. look like somebody that moved. How old were you when you moved over here? 11. 11, okay, yeah. So in between. In between. How old are you? 35. Okay, 35. perfect. You look really young. I do. Yeah, <laughs> you look very young. Well, like it's my jeans. Go ahead and pull the mic just a little <laughs> okay. bit closer. Get nice and into cool. it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So 1999 came over here at 11 years old. That's uh, both parents. Both parents, um, brother as well. So the four of us we came over, and um, yeah, my sometimes as as I'm talking, my my little accent will come out yeah. or some words are still really weird uh, to pronounce. Yeah. Um, I, I do math in Spanish. So mm. that's something funny yeah. that I never like was able to get over. Uh, so little things like that. But yeah, most of my life I've lived here. Um, even though, you know, in our family unit, Spanish was like the thing. Mm. Everything was like very Colombian yeah. all the time. So yeah. I'd say a little bit of both. I worlds. still count in Swedish. I moved out here when I was um, 16, so like six, seven years ago. And But I still count in Swedish. My dreams are in English. Everything else is like English, but I still count in Swedish. It's so interesting. It's I weird. Don't I don't know why. It's got to be the number thing. Yeah, it has to be. Well, I count in English, so I'm the only normal <laughs> one here. Right? Do you speak any other languages? Just English, okay, right? I'm struggling why. enough with that one, but... Yeah, I would like to, if I was going to pick up another one, it would definitely be Espanol. I definitely want to Especially speak Especially in Spanish. California. Yeah. For sure. It would help a lot, I guarantee. Yeah. And just like traveling around too, that'd be really fun. But Do you still speak a lot of Spanish now? Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, with my family for sure. And anytime I meet anybody that speaks Spanish at any level, I'm yeah. like, yes, yeah. thank God. <laughs> and then I just like switch over. Um, what else? I And I... I was talking to Venture a little bit before this and I was telling him that I'm a court interpreter also mm. so I actually went to school for legal legalese pretty mm. much in Spanish and English wow. so that was like learning a whole nother language yeah. even though it is Spanish and English right so that really solidified a lot of my Spanish um, since I did come so early yeah. on in my life um, I did have like a sixth grader level of Spanish mm -hmm. although my parents are like really smart yeah <laughs> uh -huh. their spanish level is so high yeah. i did learn some of those words yeah but yeah i would say that spanish is definitely like i speak spanish every day mm. that's cool do you yeah. do you have kids i don't not yet okay yeah that's awesome we're trying so yeah. Yeah. at some point yeah in the near future hopefully yeah. that'll be cool yeah. yeah i was wondering if how their spanish level mm. will be when you guys have them oh yeah that's Real good. definitely something we've talked about i'm like for sure i want my kids to yeah first language spanish because they're gonna learn english no matter what right that makes sense and my husband doesn't speak full spanish so i thought it was really funny i saw this video of a dad who he's obviously the one that speaks spanish to the kids 
and the kids were like pretty old. Like I want to say they were maybe four and five, let's say. And the caption pretty was old. like, well, pretty old to not know that your dad doesn't speak English. Oh. So he hadn't like ever spoken. So it was kind of funny. They're like the moment that my kids realized that I do speak English, I guess he had to answer a phone call and like, you know, talk about work or business or something. But yeah, the kids were like, what? Like, what? Say yeah. it like you this whole time. It's kind of funny. That's funny. Is that what you'll do probably is, you know, talk to our kids in Swedish? Yeah, I think so. I need to because I, I notice that I'm losing some of my Swedish because mm. I don't speak it that much anymore because my most of my family moved back to Sweden. Mm. So I only have my sister here. And unless I talk to her like on the phone or in person every single there's day, like no need. there's no, yeah, like I don't speak Swedish. So I'm still fluent in Swedish, but I, I see myself losing some of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I mean, I see my family a lot. We, we're going back to Sweden in a few weeks. So Ooh, fun. the whole time I'm there, I speak Swedish. So yeah. yeah Do you be... ever get that when you go back to Sweden that they're like, oh, you're not from here. Where are you from? Or like, where do you live or no? No, but I, I feel it though. Okay. I feel it. It's weird because it still feels like I'm sometimes a tourist there. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, Talk about that. Like, even though like I, I'm, I'm fully Swedish, everyone else around me fully Swedish, it's still like when I go there because I'm so used to here and this is like where I went to school and I'm sure. still in school and I'm working here and things like that. When I go to Sweden, it feels like I'm like just on vacation as a tourist. Right. Um, I prefer speaking English. So even that yeah. is like speaking Swedish is a little odd for me. Um, but yeah, it's not like other people don't really like saying anything or do anything. It's just like how I feel yeah. myself of like, feels a little weird. I can relate to that. When I go back to Colombia, I know some people pick up on, I guess, some accents. So they're yeah. like, you're not from here. I mean, like your Spanish is really good, but where are you living or where are you from right. or something? Then when I'm here, people are like, you're not really from here. Yeah. Like, where? Yeah. So I feel like I, I'm never like a full citizen of right. anywhere. Right. I'm kind of just like floating in between. Yeah. And it is true. I do find myself when I'm kind of like around a lot of Spanish speaking only like only Spanish speaking that I do take shelter of English yeah. at least in my thoughts yeah but then also here when I need to express myself especially in arguments there you go <laughs> marital argument I'm like I really wish I could yell in Spanish and yeah. you would understand exactly what I'm saying right there's just like that natural you know yeah fury that comes from just yeah. like your native language that you're like okay now I feel understood yeah <laughs> whenever I speak Swedish I I try really hard not to mix the English in there because mm. I can if I if there's a word where I'm like what is that word that I'm trying to say but I know it in English yeah. I will be very quick to just say it in English because everyone understands English out there right. but I I try really hard to be like just take a minute just think about the word take like you know it's okay to just wait and then speak it because i hate when i switch too much and i we call it um svengelska or like swinglish uh, where it's like swedish and english right. where we mix it too much and i i yeah i, I try to stay away from that but yeah, it's so easy it's right? hard though you know like spanglish it's yeah. like you have two two worlds yeah. why wouldn't you just merge them? right right <laughs> what's your husband's background is he colombian he's, as well no he's Southern California white boy. Yeah. Oh, surfer, surfer guy. Yeah. Nice, nice. What's um, his name? Catlin. Catlin. Oh, Shout Catlin. out to Catlin. He goes by Kanai as well. That's one of our um, like spiritual names. Cool. So he really loves to go by Kanai as well. Cool. I like that. It's really nice. Where did you guys meet? We met through friends um, through our temple. 
Okay. So yeah, we're Hindu. Gotcha. So we go to a Hindu temple. Mm. I like that. And so we, um, I had friends. I moved out to Florida for a few years uh, to kind of try to find myself and like kind of do a lot of more of a spiritual retreat for a few years. Um, and then when I got back, he had started hanging out with pretty much my circle of friends. So when I moved back, I met him and I surfed too. So mm. that was like, hey, yeah. we should hang out. Right. <laughs> and yeah. so we started surfing together and, you know, developed into I like what that. it is today. Yeah. I like yeah. that. What part of Colombia are you from? Cali. Okay, and I'm going to look that up on the map, obviously, for our little, like, after part, but, like, where about in the country is that? So, Coast, inland? Um, it's inland. It is the capital, the salsa capital of the world. So oh, if you want to learn salsa dancing, you, do, you go to Cali. Wow. It's very warm, temperature-wise, and also just, like, emotions mm. and the people and just, yeah, it's really hot all the year round. It's... It's beautiful. But um, yeah, we're not too far from the beach. I mean, I would say like maybe a couple hours from the nearest port. Um, but yeah, definitely not like a coastal. Mm. Yeah, it's more not inland. like Long Beach. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but when we moved here, I was actually 15 when I started surfing because I had friends that knew how to surf and then they taught me. And from the age of 15, I just like pretty much lived at the beach every time like I could catch a mm. ride, go surf, go to class. Uh-huh. In college too, I went to Cal State Long Beach, oh, so nice. I would be able to. So yeah, the ocean's definitely been a somewhat of like my shelter mm. during that whole part of my life where yeah. it was just like up in the air because I had just been uprooted literally from everything known. Um, and thrown in like an unknown place mm-hmm. and English I didn't know English when I got here so it was just everything was new so surfing really helped just like identifying with something that's it's really interesting actually it's like the ocean is so unknown and so unpredictable mm-hmm. yet you know it's always there mm-hmm. and the energy is so like the same yeah. so fierce yet calming so anyway I just found a lot of help through surfing, the surfing community as well, and just like personal challenge in learning how to surf itself, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I'm a big time beach guy. Like it's a hundred percent, probably 110% because I work 10 times harder on the coast. I can go anywhere in the world. It just has to be on a coast than I do in Texas or in (laughs) Nevada or in K. There's just something about it to where like, I need to look out and know that like, Oh, it's Japan. Like, that's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's, you're just going to die. Like, it's bigger than you. And I just get so much. It's like my charging. If that's the battery, like, I plug in and yeah. that's how you do it. And it's so important. Yeah. It's important that everybody has something like that, though, right? Whether some people love the mountains, right? Like, when we go to Sweden, they love the forest. Personally, I don't care about the forest mm. at all. Like, I look at a forest and I'm like, we, is there a beach at the end of that? You know what I mean? Like, what's it like? These trees are cool, but it's, yeah, you know, but people love that, right? Yeah. Some people hate the sand. They think it's dirty, this and that. But yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Can you tell us about your boutique? Yeah. So um, I'm a boutique owner. We started uh, Beso del Sol Boutique, which means Kiss of the Sun, or I like to, you know, translate it into Sun Kissed. Mm. And it's just uh, the name really. I think uh, shines light into what we are. We really are in love with the ocean and sun kiss because we're out there 
pretty much all the time. Um, so that's how the name came about, also in Spanish, because that is our roots. Mm -hmm. And it started because my mom, well, my mom has been an artist her whole life. Back in Colombia, she taught um, ceramics and mm. pottery and painting. And because we had to move, she had to stop, I think, put a pause on her artistic flow. Um, naturally, you know, she had two kids and a whole new life now here. And uh, other things kind of took priority. Fast forward 20 years, um, I was like, yeah, I, I, I need some. I never thought I was an artist. I always thought, okay, yeah, court interpreter, like take care of business, learn English. What else needs to get done? I'm here to succeed. Mm. You know, I'm not messing around. We left everything. Yeah. This better be worth it kind of mentality. And mm. um, then the pandemic hit. Uh, I was starting to be intrigued with, okay, I want to learn how to make some something with my hands uh, as a form of therapy, I would say. So I found macrame to be something that I really enjoyed because of the simplicity of it. I didn't need any external tools except my hands. And um, it was with like natural fibers, which mm -hmm. I also was very attracted to that. The aesthetics of it is so beautiful. Anyway, it was just like that whole um, movement was kind of coming back from the 70s, which mm. I, I thought was so nice. And you can totally don't think that you can't nerd out. That's the part that we want to <laughs> oh, yeah. hear about, that we love For to sure. learn about yeah. things like that, because sometimes your boring, typical day is the most, like, the part that we want to hear yeah, about. Like, For sure. if it's a restaurant or something like that, like, I want to hear about them making the sauce and, like, prepping things and doing stuff like that. So we want to get into all that Thank today. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's me, so I can't just, like, hide it. You know, yeah. Um, so that's how I started just teaching myself, watching videos, researching people that were doing that and, like, really loved it as opposed to, like, oh, yeah, it's, like, a 70s kind of thing. Like, I, I used to do that because I heard that a lot mm -hmm. from people, like, older people. It's like, oh, that's coming back. I was like, it's actually really cool. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's right. actually cool stuff and now it's like a modern there's a modern spin to macrame which is like practical it's not just like something that you put on the wall and that's it it's like you can do a whole bedroom centered on a macrame piece which has been handmade which everything handmade obviously is infused with the artist thoughts and energy and intentions and so I just thought yeah I, I want to learn how to do this and so I started practicing and then, of course, my amazing friends were just like, oh, my gosh, you're so good at this. I'm like, no, you would just say that. And they're like, no, actually, mm -hmm. you are. Like, I want to buy a piece. And so one of my friends bought a piece. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I can sell this. And then I just started making more. And then I started posting them on, you know, Facebook at the time and then Instagram. And people were, like, liking it. And then my mom's like, great, can you sell some of my stuff? I was like, yeah, like mm. she would just make stuff just because she loves it. So she's a jeweler as well. So she would make jewelry. And I was like, yeah, I mean, everything I wear, all these pieces are, like, are handmade by her. Wow. So I'm just like, yeah, I'll put that up and see. And then her stuff was just selling just randomly when I would post something about it. And so that's how the, the idea of like, why don't we just monetize what is part of our family something that makes you happy. That's me talking to my mom. Mm. And she's like, you can actually sell this. Like, do you think people actually would buy this? And I'm like, yeah. And so we just started, um, opened up business um, mid 
2020 mm. like online because it was easy because yeah. everybody mm-hmm. is home and I'm like okay I was still working and on my free time I would be researching these things and working with my mom with new designs then we added on a clothing line to our boutique which is uh, coastal neutral colors um, cozy sweaters jackets mm. you know pretty much all of that we still had our macrame accessories part of the boutique as well and then jewelry so little by little we started adding more designs and um, materials so we offer waterproof jewelry so you can surf swim oh that's nice live in it yeah live in it yeah shower the whole everything because that's it too is when i wear jewelry i usually don't take it off like Mm -hmm. it's you know i mean earrings or bracelets or whatever like i like showering in it and just living in it like you say so that's super important and i'm just so happy that like guys now it's like a thing that guys are more comfortable wearing mm-hmm. jewelry we're like i love that so we also started our men's line mm. and it's been really successful at our pop-up events yeah which is our main um like that's how we get to know people and that's how that's we get our saying. name out yeah so we do weekly pop-ups in person in socal that's Um, fun so that's been great yeah and just like the quality aspect of the jewelry and then so we have gold fill sterling silver gold plated as well but really good gold plating so it doesn't tarnish or turn green and then we also do permanent jewelry which is like the biggest trend in jewelry right now have you heard of it yeah well i work at madewell and we every once in a while have little pop-ups and people um that do permanent jewelry Mm -hmm. will come and like be in the store we that's probably like the number one yeah. what, what's permanent event. jewelry guys it's like this it like permanent it, it, yeah i mean it yeah. has no class yeah and so we weld the metal the chain mm. together oh. with a little spark it's like a micro welder and so it welds both ends so it's um infinity <laughs> it's like a you know like forever. i love the vibe it i get what no, you guys are yeah. doing like it, if, to get it off, I have to like cut it off, yeah. like break it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's higher quality yeah. because you're living in it. Also, a lot of people do this for to commemorate like a special moment or date or something. Mm. Um, and then when you cut it off, it, either you've achieved it or, you know, it's time to move on to something yeah. else or you add on. So oh. we have like I have stacks of them. Anklets, yeah. Okay, I like that. I <laughs> like that because it was getting a little, little, you know, slavey for a second there, and then you, you, you put know. that and you sold me. I was like, okay, so you break it off, and you're like, I can't. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Or you add on to your stack, mm-hmm. and yeah. then like it gets even more blingy. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's super cute. I have like some fun facts for you guys if you want to hear them. Yeah. Today, In and Out opened its first location in the state of Idaho. Okay, guess how long the drive-through wait? What do you like In-N-Out? First of all, I don't. I'm actually okay. vegetarian. <laughs> okay, but you understand the hype yes, of In-N-Out of correctly. Yeah, so, yeah. guess how long the drive-through wait was today in Idaho? How long? Ridiculous. Eight hours. Like yes. a full day. Uh, yes. People so, stood in line for yes, eight at hours. One In-N-Out location. Crazy. It was an entire like like think about a Costco parking lot, just went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Crazy. I saw it on the news today. 
That's pretty crazy. Would you wait? How? What's the longest? No, you'd wait? I would never. Are you crazy? Eight hours. You're gonna spend. I don't want to wait. There. Like I don't. I don't want to wait fifteen minutes for drive through. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be drive through. I'm not supposed to wait. And here's the thing. That's eight hours at an In and Out. Could you imagine how hard you're working? Those guys are working because they pump them out fast here, even on a long line. Eight hours. They're just next, next, I would, next. I would quit my job yeah. right then and there. I'd be like, I'm right? leaving, guys. If you're, I didn't in, sign up for this. Yeah. yeah. Like I feel like if I worked there, I'd have like PTSD after that one like yeah. opening shift of eight hours. And is that people. because it's like only in California or well, something? Well, they're expanding now. So yeah, oh, historically, okay. it's very only in California. But over the past, I would say seven years or so, now they have locations in like Arizona, Nevada, Texas has a few. And then now, clearly, they're expanding. So I would assume over the next 10 years or so, they're probably going to be nationwide, if not working a global presence. But since 1947, like, it's been a California thing. It's been like the stable that we do. So oh. yeah, as long as they keep the culture, you know, the same, the in and out vibe, like it's generational for me. Like my dad played his high school ball games. They go to in and out, right? I yeah, played my like high cultural. school ball games. We go to in and out. Like everything is just kind of like high school American in and out mm. SoCal type of thing. So that was crazy mm-hmm. though. I just wanted to tell you guys, eight hours, could you imagine? That's crazy. No. That's wild. And then the next pet peeve that I kind of have, what are your guys' views on people feeding like pigeons and seagulls down by the beach? Mm. Does that annoy you or are you okay with that? Because it annoys me. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I was on my run this morning and this guy was just like throwing the bread up, like kind of by me while I'm walking. And then all of them just started. It's a lot of birds. It's a hundred or so birds kind of coming towards the thing. What do you feel about that? Are you okay with that? Or are you like, should there be a no birds sign at the beach? I don't know. This is... I've seen it happen. I don't know that it would annoy me to have the birds around. Like that wouldn't bother me. But it, I, I, I would ask like, what's the point of you feeding them? Is it because you feel like they're not getting fed, mm. or is it like an ego thing? Like, oh, look at me! I'm yeah. so cool. I'm gonna feed the birds. <laughs> right. Because I would bet, and I'm this is me judgmental me, but yeah. it's like I bet it's like your thing. Like, oh, I want people to see what I'm doing. Yeah. It's like they don't need you to go and feed them processed foods that are no. giving you cancer and no. everybody else cancer. Yeah. No. Like, let the animals be wild and, right. you know. Like, they'll figure it out. Yeah. Like, uh, unless you're actually seeing that they're, like, starving to death. And, right. of course. So, I that's that would be my thought. But, like, not about, like, the birds being around. I would just be like, okay. Uh, but more about like the human intention mm. behind it that would bother me I got like you. what's I got your you. actual intention yeah got you i just get annoyed if it's right by me and like now they're like flying around and they're gonna poop on me i don't like you can do it somewhere else if you really feel such a strong need to feed these animals just go somewhere else and do it like don't be around me and do it definitely i don't get that Mm-mm. yeah i like that no Tell me about your guys' team for, you know, your guys' setup. Is it just you and your husband right now, or do you guys have other people, or how is it rolling? So, um, yeah, my husband and I show up to the pop-up events. He's, like, my guy. Like, he just does all the heavy lifting. Yeah. Like, helps me with, you know, organizing, setup, breakdown. Definitely, like, he's there if I need a break for anything. I'm, like, the main sales person mm-hmm. while the event is happening but i'm i'm also like the cpa the 
social media <laughs> manager. Mm-hmm. Your guys' Instagram like, looks so light and pretty too. Like I really yeah, like that because all vibe. of them like match. And even I didn't notice that until Hannah started showing me. But oh. yeah, when you flip through, I'm like, oh, it's very light and like it's got a flow. That's yeah. very you. Thank like you, you can tell. Yeah. So yeah, I, I take care of all of that. And it is very like a lot of a personal brand kind of thing which maybe in business is like not the right thing to do. I don't know. But it just feels very authentic mm. to me. And it's yeah. like, what is the right thing to do though too? Yeah, Whatever's right. working, right? Exactly. <laughs> and I think people really appreciate being able to um, support your, like somebody's journey yeah. and like brand. And it's like, I love what you said. I'm so happy to hear that because my purpose also in the post and everything it's for people to also say, oh, is that a Bessel, mm. Bessel's whole post? Yeah. Or like, I wonder what, the, that they start noticing and being able to pick us out mm. from, you know, the crowd yeah. in terms of our branding, our products, our photos. We do everything in-house. So love it. product pictures, everything is mm. made in-house and it's a lot of work. So to the two of us, we are in charge of like the pop-up markets, but my mom and dad are in the background Mm. she does all my sewing um in terms of like branding um product quality checking my dad helps her in all of that and they are working like they have full-time jobs somewhere else but then she also does my jewelry and so i would say it's like what 100 a family affair i I couldn't do it without them at all and we don't have hired uh, employees at this point that's really cool the best thing that I think you guys are doing, and obviously it's just what you do now, is online presence. That's like the biggest thing that I'm noticing. Even the criteria to just kind of get on our show here and just know that like, hey, yeah, you're a business that's kind of trying to get after it instead of just like the old fish guy that's on the corner that's been there for like 30 years. Because I'll try to get the fish guy. You just can't get a hold of him. Like it's one of those things mm. where... When you're on the internet and you're really posting and you're trying to do it, we talk about this all the time, right? Because Hannah's very big into like marketing and just trying to get things out there and see like where people's attention are. The idea that you're going to start something or even maintain something and not post about it, not want to be engaged in your community and just be like, oh no, that social media thing, like that's not working or that internet thing, like that's not what we do here, right? Mm. It's like hindering the growth of your company and your times. So it's just really cool that you guys are posting and like making videos and just like putting stuff Mm -hmm. out there because I like it. It's very pretty. Thank you. Yeah, I think you touched on a really good point. I think that you have to pivot with the times and you know it's easier for us because this is part of our generation like yeah social media it's very natural and like I understand when it's not natural to people because of personal preference or just age difference Mm -hmm. or whatever like totally understandable but also there's a downside to that it's like you're not going to be able to reach as many people you're not going to be able to share what you're doing with as many people and in a way I since I started, I really try to not see it as like a chore or like, oh, I'm a creative, I'm an artist, I'm not a social media, whatever. Like that doesn't serve me any good. Mm. I don't want to think of it that way. I want to think of it as, well, I have another venue to show what we're doing. Right. So I do want to learn how to do this properly. And I want to give it my all, just like I am creating my pieces and my brand. Like this is also a part of that. Mm. Why does it have to be oh, an extra thing. Like, we shouldn't have to do this. It's like, why? It's another yeah. opportunity to get out there. Yeah. So I think it all also lies with your intention. And it shows, you know? It's like, yeah, I'm not 
I, I, I don't have a degree in social media, yeah. but I'm trying to put myself out there and people appreciate that. And they actually like support that. It's like, oh yeah, they're posting constantly or they're, you know, their posts are consistent in terms of like lighting or colors mm. or vibe. And I do get that comment a lot from my customers, which I think it's so interesting because I never think they're even seeing my stuff. And they're like, oh, yeah, your story. Yeah. Or like, oh, I love how you took this picture. Or I love how you did that. I was like, you guys are actually watching. You yeah. guys are yeah. actually, you know. And so it, that that means a lot. You're so, like yeah. worth the follow too, right? And that's one of the things too that we're finding. Honestly, like this year too is obviously you do a lot of like YouTube content and you throw that out there and then you never think that you're going to actually be able to interact with the people who are on the internet, right? And then you've been able to make some really good connections with people recently that have just been like, hey, I saw your video, right? I saw this thing you made. Can we get together and do this thing right now? Hey, I saw your shop, yeah. right? Like, I'd love to hear more about it. Can you come now? And now it became something that was in the internet to now a real face-to-face mm -hmm. thing. So cool. Yeah. And the same thing with business, the same thing with uh, like marriage or relationships, like romantically, right? Like that's just the way things are moving. And if you're doing it the proper way, with like good intentions it works out yeah, right? yeah it does that's really cool i loved what you touched on as far as you're running the whole show you got your hands dipped in a lot of different pots as an entrepreneur as you're building this business tell me about is there a point in your career where you were able to shift from like an employee mindset of like oh i just need to do i only make the jewelry that's what i do right like that's how do you shift from your focus from like one line to now you have different lanes on the highway that you have to like be responsible for mm -hmm. as a business owner, as you know, a female entrepreneur that's getting after it. Is there like a shift that you remember that you had to do? Or have you always been this Interesting. way? Interesting. Yeah. I was just going to say, actually, no. Um, mm. I think part of it is my personality. Um, also my upbringing, just being an immigrant, you know, you just kind of have to make it happen. However, you can and because I was so young it just became a part of my I, that is my nature but also part of my nurture mm. you know um so I can relate to the first part of what you said in terms of like was there a shift from being in a full-time job doing something completely different than becoming a full-time business owner yes there was a shift mm. and that shift happened when um, because at the beginning it was both. I was an employee working for somebody else, which was great. I loved it. I loved my career. And then I started my own business and it was a little bit, st I started off doing everything for my business. So I never just was one thing. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I did it all for my business, but I was dividing my attention and my time between those two, like a full-time job. And then like my side hustle, which is how most people start. Um, and it took a few months of me doing both and then me seeing like, I don't think this is actually going to work out unless I take a leap of faith, mm. unless I decide to go all in. And now the question was, when is that the right time to do that? Um, of course, there's like the financial aspect of it. Am I going to be making the same amount that I'm making right now, which allows me to have this type of quality of life? Or is this going to actually work out? What if people don't like it? What if some months are better than others? So there definitely was 
had to be an intentional shift in terms of I cannot be scared of failure. I cannot be so comfortable where I'm at with a consistent paycheck. I have to reinvent myself if I need to. I need to look for different alternatives and options and different ways to make sure that what I'm going to do is going to help me stand out from what everybody else is doing. Mm. What's making me unique? What do I have to offer to other people that they can't find on Amazon or Walmart or whatever other online businesses they're buying from. Um, and at the same time, not become this like weird person that's like hating competition and hating on other people and mm. being like overprotective and territorial of their own ideas and things, but stay open-minded and happy and like, you know, just mm. like, hey, yeah. I like that. welcome me to your community because yeah. I'm here to shine and right. I'm here to support you too. And yeah. So there was that mm. shift. I love what you talk about as far as competition, because the way that I like to think about it and what I talk about a lot is I compete with myself. I don't care about, there could be, let's say there's seven other podcasts in this apartment building or something like that. I want them all to win. And I know there's enough of the pie. There's enough people out there to where if you focus on just building the highest quality show product, a service that you can it doesn't matter what the competition is doing right because like even if you guys are doing the same thing it's really about the quality right that you're talking about and something that is i think nobody thinks about this enough is nobody is you nobody yeah. can actually replicate you right like there could be another ntt right yeah mm-hmm. there you uh, go podcast <laughs> but there's not another hannah mm. and there's not another venture There's people that might be trying to copy the way you dress or where you live or what you're into, but like you're so unique and you actually are not replaceable Mm. or you cannot be cloned in that way. And I think understanding this about myself really gave me that confidence to stand out there and start going to these pop-ups and start creating regardless of the hate or the... um, you know, jealousy or territorialism that you naturally encounter or your own like imposter syndrome that you're like, am I actually that good? Can I actually sell this for $45 Mm. or $125 or $500? You know, some of our items are highly priced and it's all when I realized actually, yeah, it is because there's not a second one of me. And so the sky's the limit. Yes. Like, yeah. I love that you finished on that because I literally wrote down the word, the sky's the limit. Oh, and that was what I was going to go into. It's really cool that you're getting into it because steady paycheck, right? Some people, that's a big jump to make, right? Fortunately, I knew just as a kid, I was like, well, yeah, this guy could give me this much, but he doesn't care about me as much as I care about myself. So I branched off and started my own thing. We've always just, you've never even seen me have like a job, our entire relationship. We started off when we met, I had this little dog training, walking empire that was just like running the whole thing. And that's all we did. Our whole first year of the relationship was just train dogs, walk dogs, right? Walk around the beach and like try to meet new people, things like that. But the sky's the limit. I don't mm. want to, if I see a cap on myself, I don't want to be in that room. Like right. if, or if I see I'm in the room where other people do cap themselves, I go, all right, all love to you guys, but um, I'm working over here. It's so, not my crowd. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's not the right crowd. You guys can, if you need some help, call me, but I'm over here building. You yeah. know what I mean? So. I think the whole, like the fact that there's no one else like you has helped me so much over the past few years of just understanding that 
even though I have an identical twin sister, oh, yeah. um, shout out to our, Josephine. Our DNA is the same, but we are still so different. And even the fact that two twins can't even be the same just means that two strangers can't be the same. You and I can't be the same. Like no one is the same. Um, and it's helped me so much as understanding that and not comparing myself to others. Because I I grew up comparing myself to others. Other people compared me to my sister. Mm. Um, that was just that. That's how I grew up. And then just understanding and realizing that there is no one else like me freed me so much from just like that. Just the thought of like jealousy or, oh, why does she have that? And I don't have that. Or she's so good at that, but I'm not. Or just all of that crap that just like consumes you so much. I don't feel any of that anymore. And And it's just very freeing. And it also, I think, I would think also, which is I've, felt this way yeah it's freeing but mm-hmm. also now we have the responsibility yeah. to be the best versions of ourselves right because now we realize that so now it's like okay now what am i what, what are we I, doing now yeah what am i gonna actually devote myself to yeah. doing and of course i'm talking we're talking about business and everything but there's like a higher purpose mm. at least for me and my husband and like what we're doing in life in in terms of like what we do for money and to support ourselves yeah but beyond that it's like what what's the quality of life we want to live mm. what's the kind of people we want to be because people are watching we're out there meeting people it's not just about like this jacket like okay you like it wonderful but this is what you're supporting when you buy from me like i live this kind of lifestyle these are my ethics this is what i plan to do with my money this is what i invest in this is what i do to like actually be a better person and make this world a better place and it all starts with we're talking about you right the essence Mm -hmm. you know i've i'm a spiritualist so i do believe that that essence is spirituality and how we can connect to that and then from there you can be in this world and and do magic and yeah nobody's like you but you are influencing other people Mm -hmm. regardless and we are being influenced right Right. so we do have that responsibility it's like freeing like you said hannah like i love that you said that and at the same time it's yeah and now i have the responsibility to be to be the best Mm -hmm. version of myself yeah and it's kind of scary it is a little (laughs) scary but it's also really fun because you can get so creative with you because there's no sky's the limit there are no limits to what you can do now you know what i mean you just do whatever you truly want to do i love that i want to hear more about your how you organize your daily kind of routines or duties what does like a normal day look like for you oh i love this question because it's one of my like (laughs) things that i really struggle with Mm. that i'm like yes i i really need to work on this um so i love it because it holds me accountable but just as of now, my, what my day looks like is um, I, I wake up pretty early. Um, Monday through Friday, we're home working. So we have our office slash studio at home. And then the weekends are for work, like actual pop-ups and in-person markets. What's the next pop-up you guys got? You got one this weekend? Yeah, this weekend. Uh, every Sunday, we're at Newport Beach pier for the farmer's market 9 a.m to 1 p.m so you can always find us there right in front of the ben statue so we're there every sunday it's such a cool market yeah the the produce all the farmers are amazing and then they have a very highly curated crafters Um, we're part of that part of it and um yeah it's amazing and the community loves it so on the weekends we do newport on sundays saturdays we pop 
corner around. We usually are up in Santa Monica the first Saturday of each month with the Conscious Market, amazing market that happens right on 3rd Street Promenade. Oh, nice. It's really nice. That's pretty. And then we do other ones, sometimes in Playa Vista, sometimes in South Park, which is an up-and-coming really cool community in downtown LA. Sometimes in San Diego, Encinitas. We'll try to do like the city... Uh, markets that are put on by cities those are like the big ones yeah mm-hmm. no i love that you guys are really having your presence all over yeah. socal that's really we try dope. to do that and so monday through friday you know wake up early um do part of our med- daily meditation and then um breakfast breakfast is my favorite meal of the day i love <laughs> breakfast and then uh right now like the past month it's been i'm working on a huge macrame piece for a local restaurant here in oh. long beach cool they commissioned a piece and it's taken it's it's been a month now i'm working on that so when i have pieces like that or commission pieces i'll jump right into that i like to kind of stay uh, on top of or like ahead of my schedule for those commission pieces pack orders ship them out if for online orders create i hand embroider a lot of like order mm. like custom orders so a lot of my time goes into macrame um hand embroidering or, or other customized jewelry pieces and that we create that monday through friday and not to throw you off you just said like 17 different oh my gosh things. so many things I know. how <laughs> are you doing these things like just popcorning around from task to task do you have are you really structured with your calendar or like how do you do it so what's my, your process yeah my our calendar is the only structure we have to it is uh, events that we book in advance. We're booked months in advance. Mm. Mm-hmm. So those are like set in stone, right? And then um, things that come up last minute are mostly custom orders. So those I get to play with my daily calendar, like non-negotiables, two hours of meditation. Mm-hmm. That's like non-negotiable. I don't go to sleep unless I finish my, my two hours of meditation. Some type of movement, whether it be walking, yoga, air squats while I'm waiting for my I love that and you put that in something. the calendar like, right I I don't write it down but it's just stuff that I actually need for yeah. my mental gotcha. health um definitely sometimes for uh, me and him to connect in a different way other than business because we work together so something that either we're watching a show or we're going to talk about something that we read or something that is not business related mm. we've kind of struggled with that because we Obviously, we live together. Yeah. Then we work together. Right. And so it could very easily become super dry or about business. Mm-hmm. And I'm like the bossy one. So it's like <laughs> I really need to like help like consciously be like, okay, this is lovey time. And mm. this is like, you know, we're going to not talk about business. That's another thing for entrepreneurs. We're always thinking of new ways to yeah. do things. Mm. Like what's an, Oh, this is a great idea. Sometimes I dream about these things. I wake up and I have to write down my ideas mm-hmm. and that's how my days start. So I think there's a lot of flexibility in my schedule in that way. There are some non-negotiables in there and definitely for commission pieces. I'm very strict with my time. Like I need to, this needs to be done mm. by this time. I love that. Um, but I'm definitely more of a structured kind of person. Yeah. I like that. We can, do you want to tell her how we kind of do our thing going on? Like this will, I think, really help the listeners as mm. far as how I'm really proud of, um, I'm the bossy one. I feel like as far <laughs> as the, cal- like we're very similar as far as the calendar goes, I have this very unique trait where 
I work harder on myself than I do any other thing. Do you know what I mean? Like as far as the growth, whereas I'm not a people pleaser. I think that's what mm. it is. Whatever the opposite of a fucking people pleaser is, mm. I'll literally look somebody in their eyes and be like, hey, I'm tired. I, I just, sorry, I can't be here. Like have a I'm good done. day and I'll just walk out. Like it's not something, whereas your personality is maybe like, oh, we got to, you know, soldier through and make it happen. I'm like, no, if you're tired, get out of here. Because <laughs> if someone told that to me, I'd be like, yeah, you got to put yourself first, you know, and like get by putting yourself first, you, you know, revive yourself and grow to be able to help more people mm. and do things like that. Right. So sometimes I think being selfish, quote unquote, is sometimes the most selfless thing that you can do in certain situations. Mm. Right. But I love to break our calendar down into we color code it. Do you color code yours wow. at all? Oh, no, that's my goal. So you this is like one me. of the best things that I've learned, like just from some of my mentors is we break it down into three categories, just like a stoplight, right? Like you're driving, you obviously you drove here, you have red categories, you have yellow categories, and you have green categories, right? Red categories are like you're saying all your life negotiables, things that are for you, right? That's your working out, your meditation, your... Uh, cooking, you're eating, you know, playing with your kids, playing with whoever the dog. We don't have a kid, but we have a dog, mm-hmm. obviously. So that's like in the schedule. Yellow categories are all your non-revenue generating activities that are sort of like have to be done. So whether it's like shipping orders, right? Whether it's uh, connecting with people or like studying different places to like where's the next pop-up going or where's the next like thing going Oh, the next uh, jewelry making, right? Like that's all that, right? Green categories, just like money. Those are all your revenue generating tasks. Mm. So that could be you're actually selling, you're actually at the pop-up making money, doing your thing, right? Mm. Like that could be you're actually presenting your client with their commissioned pieces. That could be um, you're like, having a client dinner or something like that. So yeah, it really, when it's color coded, you're actually able to see how much me time am I getting? How much like study time am I getting for working my craft? And then how much time I'm actually spending mastering my craft in front of people? You know what I mean? Yeah, so like executing. So once you break it down, because for my brain, if I have usually 20 things on the calendar, I just go, oh my God, like I can't, I'm overwhelmed and I just feel like I'll take two or three of them and then everything else I'll push till tomorrow, right? But when I color code it, I go, no, 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 there's five things here. I see that there's five things to work on. And then, oh yeah, we're making money with these five things today. And we just kind of attack Mm -hmm. it by color, right? And that's kind of one of those things where like you were a little apprehensive to do that because your brain is very- Because my brain is a little bit more organized. I can organize everything in my head of like this is what i have to do today categorize it yeah, yeah like it's in there already or i can just write it down on a list it doesn't necessarily have to be like day by day time by time it can just be like okay well today i'm doing this and don't really know when it's happening today but it'll happen today with but with you it's very like i lock on yeah like yeah. it happens from 10 to 11 on monday and then this happens and this happens and i think the struggle with that for me at first was that like i felt that it had to happen at 10 o'clock, right right at 10 o'clock. And if it didn't, it's going to throw everything else off. But I think now I'm just getting better at like, it doesn't have to happen right at 10. If it happens at 1030, just shift everything else around too. Um, Yeah, you're the manager of your own. (laughs) But it is a little, like it can be like, oh yeah, I'm hanging out with a friend tomorrow, let's say. And it's in my head. Like I know it, I planned it, it's here. But then you're like, 
you, put it on the but schedule. But you plan something else out yeah. for tomorrow. And I'm like, well, I'm hanging out with Carly. Uh-huh. And you're like, well, it wasn't in the schedule. And I'm like, <laughs> but it's in my head. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Because um, I'll, I'll attack things. I see the open space and I'll attack it and go. But like, if I don't know and it's not communicated, uh-huh. right? Like, it's got to be yeah. communicate. Just like if we're at war, we have to be communicating. Like, I need to know where you're at, what you're going. If we're stuck in the middle of the ocean, right? Like, I think I kind of got that from like the jet ski stuff. I used to work out there in the middle of the ocean and like, communication is number one all times mm-hmm. like i need to know where you're at i think i overly communicate mm-hmm. to you sometimes right <laughs> i'm like how are you feeling about that okay well tell me more tell me and you're like chill it was just dinner and i'm like well what about the chicken was it undercooked was it over- too much seasoning or like what and you're like just fucking it's chicken like yeah. all day but yeah like, i want to hear more about your guys's relationship how you said you're the bossy one because like I think I'm only the bossy thing with non-negotiables mm-hmm. of like the work. We do that. Everything else, I don't give a damn. Like mm-hmm. once the work is taken care of, we can literally like go jump off a cliff. Like I'm totally fine with whatever's going on. How yeah. do you how does your team operate? It's thank you for sharing all of this. It's um I love it. I love to see the different dynamics, mm-hmm. but you guys are obviously making it work and it's uh, complimentary. Like I could totally relate to what you were saying, Hannah, about having it in your head. Mm-hmm. First thing in the morning, I think about the things that are priority, like priority number one, priority two, three, and then non-priority, right? And I know that things need to get done. Um, whereas my husband is more 100% a free spirit. Mm. He'll just like go with the flow, doesn't think about list, doesn't have a list. So it's learning what our strengths are and what our weaknesses are and then um, being okay taking on those roles. That mm. took a while for me. We've been together for almost seven, for seven years, married for five. And it was really hard at first um, being okay with that. It's like, I don't want to be the one that's always putting on a schedule or having to remind you how about you remind yourself how about you make a list how about you tell me what to do sometimes and it's understanding well actually he's really really good at these other areas where to me I need to put a little more effort to do that and vice versa like I you know I pay the bills in terms of like actually making the literal payments. Right. Um, even though money's coming for both of us and even though he could probably also do it, but it's just easier for me because he hates doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, he doesn't hate making a meal and I like, I am not so sure in the kitchen. Yeah. So he's like, you know, it could take you three hours to cook something and then you're like stressed out about it or I can make it and it's fun for me. Yeah. So it's that. like, he does that. Right. Um, He's definitely like just so kind and so supportive and such a like his heart is just so golden. And I feel, you know, because of what I've been through and and things like that, um, I definitely like it takes me a while to trust people Mm -hmm. and trust circumstances and not um, try to control everything because I do want to know what to expect at all times. And for him, he's just more like he trusts everything Mm. and he's just like yeah whatever's meant to be and it's gonna be and so we've had to do a lot of adjustments in that way and I think we're finally through a lot of counseling and support from our mentors too I'm finally understanding like oh yeah I am the bossy one and Mm. I am the one that can put schedules together and he'll be the one that will show up no matter where or what yeah. time if I tell him I need him he'll be there yeah so I'll just need to like just accept the fact that that's my role and I'll just make the list make the schedules 
color code it right for him yeah um and just say hey this is actually priority or this needs to happen right now like this can't wait or hey this is coming up in the next few weeks and just remind him um we do have a schedule that we we bought like the the magnetic ones mm, for the fridge yeah that's been really helpful because then on there goes for the month and the weeks the events that are happening and then the private events because we do private events for permanent jewelry too and so okay. those will pop up a little bit less not so much in advance like other events and so those will come on that schedule he'll be able to see it every time he goes into the fridge and yeah. it's just kind of like a soft reminder yeah and then the day of i'm like hey today is this and right. that and he's like all right i can sneak in a surf session at 6 a.m or at 3 p.m and yeah um and so it's i like that that's yeah. how whatever works right <laughs> that's what's well, funny with the payments too because you are also like you have no issue like paying like giving out the money oh, to pay, pay for much. something yeah, you can but it's yeah. just the simple thing of press like make payment like that's Put, i am inputting I, the card number yeah. is like my worst nightmare yeah. be like no i don't do that like yeah. i don't care who it is like i'll pay double to not do that yeah. sometimes like if there's let's say it's an online order i i'm the guy that wants to call and like be like, hey all right we're doing two medium pizzas this and that this and that right and then if they're like oh sir you can do an online order and i'm like no that's your job like you need to i'm the customer here i'm not working here mm -hmm. like come on now just get yeah. on it but you're like no 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 we'll just do an online order yeah. so like you handle all that because we're working on like my problem with authority i don't do well with people telling me that i can't do something you know that obviously that's a super good like strength of mine but it also can be a negative in some instances yeah. when there's like established rules and this and i'm like eh, there's a curb let's just go over it or something like that but yeah like uh what is it internet things that's all you mm -hmm. right physical things I have no issue. I'll, I'll move this whole house by myself. Like, you don't have to be like, nope, don't touch anything. We have the truck. I'll move the couch by my, I'll do this, this, mm -hmm. and this. And it's just like so funny. Even with cleaning, right? Like the way this house is divided. Everything you see, that's all me. I mm. love cleaning in here. I love the dishes. I get in my little zone. I do the dishes. I hate picking clothes up off the floor. I hate making beds because like <laughs> I don't want to touch the floor. Like I don't want to do clothes and you know what I mean? Like yeah. the whole thing. But it's all right here. The dishes are all right here. Like let me play yeah. music and do the things. So But I hate doing dishes. So yeah. I I'm I will must much rather make the bed. I'll put the clothes in the hamper. Yeah. Clean the bathroom. Like it's been a while since you've cleaned dishes, right? Yeah. Like as long as you just put a dirty dish in there, it gets cleaned by yeah. the end of the day. You but know? it's nice too because it's that like complimentary part of the relationship of like mm. what I don't want to do or can't do or whatever it might be. You can and you will. Mm -hmm. And then something that you are not super comfortable doing, I can do. So it's not like I don't we don't have to both have the capability of or want to do every single thing. Right. Because the other person can do it. And right. that's my favorite thing too is like, let's say the system crashed right now. I'm pretty good with Adobe, things like that. But let's say it's just like, oh, can't record past 20 minutes or whatever it is. I would be like, that's a Hannah thing. Because I get so impatient with electronics because I want them to work. Their mm -hmm. technology, it should work, right? right? You, if the door, let's say the lock is like jammed or something, you're like, my key's not working. It's like you give it one try, maybe two, and then you're trying to break the door down. And I'm like, calm down. <laughs> it's a door. Let Give me a second. Let's get the tools out and like try to fix the door. It's just funny how things like that yeah. work, huh? But we complement each other. Yeah. yeah that's compa compatibility. Yeah. 
Is that how you say it? Compatibility. Okay. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I it. slowed it down yeah. too much. Yeah. Like, so it sounded wrong. It. Yeah. Uh, I was like, wait. I want to hear more about, and like I said, this episode is just like the intro episode for you. We're going to hopefully do more down the road and we can yeah. really dive in deeper, but we're just scratching the surface on stuff. But mm. I want to hear more about like spirituality. I like yeah. that you touched on that. I want you to kind of dive in a little bit deeper because you have a really good way of putting it. Yeah. And I like it. It's very digestible. Have you always been sort of like with the, what's the proper way of saying it? Like you're a Hindu background. Is that, what, did you take that from Columbia or yeah, so did you adopt that? Early? No, naturally, I, yeah, naturally people, South American people, well, I guess all Latin people. Mm-hmm. It, Catholicism is kind of like the umbrella thing, like just culturally because mm-hmm. you're, all your ancestors practice that you do and then whatever but well it was due to like the conquistadors and stuff exactly. right and they, they came over and yeah fucked everything so, up right, right. <laughs> all the indigenous yeah. beliefs went out the window so yeah i was just like oh everybody here is catholic like i never actually knew while i was there that there were other religions mm. it was like interesting when yeah. i came here i was 11 i was like there's other religions right? oh, that's funny <laughs> i was like what um so but i went to a an all-girl Catholic school growing up uh, for 12 years with the same people, all girls, like, you know. Um, I bet that was, like, either really good or really bad, right? <laughs> it was great because I it was, like, a group of six to nine girls, and we knew each other from, like, baby stage until I moved. Oh, nice. So it was really hard to leave them, but mm. it, was the, it was a safe zone. Um, so spirituality has always been a part of my life. Like, my family wasn't so spiritual in the sense of, like, uh, religious practices. Um, I particularly was attracted to that. Like I liked going to church. I liked learning prayers. I liked to pray on my own. Um, so I would, I don't know where that came from. Maybe it was the, the lack of, you need to believe in this, that Mm. it was natural in me to be like, wow, this is beautiful. Like, obviously there's a maker, obviously all these beautiful things in my life come from someone. Um, and I want to know who that someone is. And, you know, all we knew about was Jesus, who I was close to him, you know, it was like a cool relationship. It was beautiful. And the Virgin Mary and all the saints. And it was just like, yeah, we heard about it in school. So then, um, we moved here. I was exposed to other religions. Um, my best friend in middle school was hardcore, diehard Christian and she was like, oh, you should come to a church with us. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know any different. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I want, I love the worship part of it, of mm. Christianity. And, and I started to see like, wow, I really love the discipline of um, Catholicism. I love the worship part of Christianity as like another movement uh, or branch of, of Christianity in general. Um, and the fact that they put a little more emphasis into um finding out or establishing a more personal relationship with Jesus as opposed to like all these other personalities like saints and a bunch of other stuff so it was a little more streamlined I I enjoyed that and then um, I wanted to learn more about meditation because I started to realize that a lot of people preach a lot and talk a lot but they don't walk the talk and I saw that a lot in in those churches where I was going to and I was very, like, I, I just, like, was really judgmental about that. I was like, this, I know judgmental sounds like a bad word, 
but it doesn't have to be. It's like, yeah, you're judging what is right and what doesn't seem right to you from yeah. your own ethics. And right. I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like, how is this person preaching this up there in front of all these people, but then they're in their personal life cheating on their right. spouse? <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. You know, and and doing other things that, to me, it's contradictory. Yeah, for and, sure. And so then I started, uh, you know, finding out a little bit more about um, uh, Buddhism and then right when I started to read a little bit about Buddhism, I met a guy in college um, that was a friend of a friend. And he was like, yeah, let's talk about if you want to change the world, right? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, cool, are you vegetarian? I'm like, no, what does that have to do with anything? Mm. And so that's when my, you know, I started really loving this tradition, which is actually um it's Hinduism is the umbrella, like it's big umbrella and under that other branches. So it's called Vaishnav or Vaishnavism, which is um, like a branch of Hinduism, but it's monotheistic. It's one God. It's okay. not like you believe in many mm. gods, which when you go on Wikipedia or something, it's like all Hindus believe in thousands right. of yeah. gods. Yeah. And it's like, no, we do not. And mm. like, that's very ignorant and you should actually like just ask. And mm -hmm. so um, I love the fact that this tradition was based on all these important pillars. And so like vegetarianism was big because I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, yeah, that's, you know, ethical. Like, why would you hurt animals for the pleasure of your tongue? Mm -hmm. Like, is that really necessary? And I was like, oh, and also the world, if you actually want to help with environmental problems, like vegetarianism is the number one pollution, yeah. uh, like, the reason for the world. Yeah, like, factory farming factor. and all that. Yeah, yeah definitely. And so that, and then how that links into like cleanliness, like what you're putting into your body and like how can we not expect, how can we want peace in the world when we're eating violence at home? Mm. And I was like, whoa, that really, really stuck with me. And it took me a week to stop eating meat because I was like, I can't be a hypocrite. Like if I'm actually going to stand so hard on these topics, I have to be able to follow that in my personal life. Right. And so this is, I didn't know at this at the time that this was actually part of a, an actual um, tradition. Uh, I just thought there were like topics that we were just talking about. And, you know, we're in college, so everybody like sounds so cool about everything they're learning. And then, you know, other topics such as like, you know, taking substances like alcohol or drugs or whatever. And it's cool. Like I, I personally, it's like, if you want to do that, that it's your own body. Of course you have free will. You should do whatever you want. But I saw that through the eyes of this tradition, how we, you know, we're trying to say that we're free and we want to defend our freedom mm -hmm. yet we're taking alcohol and drugs which takes our freedom away. Right. And so I was like, whoa, this is so simple. Like, I never thought of it that mm. way. And so it's like, yeah, I don't want to be, I don't want to give up my power to substances just because it's a social thing. Right. Like, I'd rather be the weird person that doesn't go to the, par the party to yeah. drink. And I'd rather go to the party to actually meet people and talk about real stuff. Mm. And it's like, naturally, of course it happens. You know, I started losing friends um, because that wasn't what they were interested in. I started wanting to hang out with people that did believe in things that are deeper. And like I was 20, 
you know, nobody was talking about giving up drinking or like stop eating meat. It's like everybody's getting invited to barbecues and I would just like bring my salad. Yeah. (laughs) Or like bring my tofu steaks, you know? They're like, you're so weird. I'm like, dude, this is why. Like, do you want to talk about this? Because if you do, I will explain why I'm doing these things. And so, you know, I made new friends and then some of my friends stuck around and they got to know me for the new things I was learning and it was beautiful like I've been best friends with one of my friends that I met in middle school and like we've been friends for 20 years and she actually also became uh you know like join our tradition Mm -hmm. and so naturally uh sorry I'm gonna backtrack because I keep talking about all the pillars of this but all good (laughs) Um, commonly, our tradition is known as the Hare Krishnas. Mm. I'm sure, have you heard? I've yeah. heard. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and that's because um, chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra—they're the, just words of God mm. or like of the divine—and it's put into a mantra of like three words that are repeated in fourteen, like fourteen words, but it's three names repeated in a sequence. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, a rap. Hare, yeah. Krishna, and Ram. Mm-hmm. It's okay. those three names, and they're d- names of the divine. And they're placed strategically in such a way, it's a sequence that becomes a mantra, right? And so it's, you know, it's spiritual names. It connects you to divinity. And so we're commonly known as the Hare Krishnas because this is what we, this is what our meditation consists of. Mm. We chant individually. So when I talked about my meditation, so I've taken vows. Um, I'm in this place in my spiritual journey where I've taken vows for life. And so I do a, a minimum of two hours meditation of the Hare Krishna mantra. So I actually chant on beads. They're like round um, wooden beads. Mm. Okay. And so I, for each bead, you chant a mantra. Mm. And kind of like the rosary. I'm yeah. sure you guys have seen that. And so like that. And then that's your personal meditation. And then when you get together with other practitioners, then we do kirtan. Kirtan is actually, is becoming more and more um, known, especially in yoga circles and stuff. It's uh, chanting with instruments mm. in like, kind of like a, a circle, not circle, but like more people joining yeah. and then you're doing it out loud. So that's where the name comes from because we do this publicly. We can sit in a park and chant with instruments or in our temples or you know, here at home, you can invite us over, like if, you know, it's a, that's a kirtan session or at the beginning or the end of a yoga class or yoga festival, they'll do it. kirtan, you know. Yeah, I like it. I have two questions and um, I mean no like ill will or anything like that. Like totally, it's all good no, vibes yeah, here. You know what I mean? Sure. So I want to say that before. <laughs> I Does love questions. My only issue with like, let's say Christianity growing up as a kid, I'd always go with grandma to church and this and that. You know what I mean? You're it's dragged as a right. kid and I was like, oh, whatever. And it, black church is so long too. Like mm-hmm. we would be there all day. Like, and I'm like, oh my God, yeah. I want to go play outside. Right. And tech me, textbook, just hyperactivity, ADHD, just, I don't, the only time I sit down is during this podcast and that's because I'm actively stimulated talking, but I didn't like the part where they asked for money. That was always Mm. a little pet peeve of mine. And that was like the only, you know, the bucket would get passed around and it'd be like, where's this money going? What's going on? Cause I haven't seen, I haven't seen a doorknob put on this place my entire life. (laughs) There's no AC in here. It's hot (laughs) as hell. It's summertime. Like what's going on? You know what I mean? So just certain situations like that, when it gets like that, does your guys' temple, do they ask for money or do you like donate or? Yeah, that's such a good, I love that you share that. And like, 
at least with me, please don't ever apologize for questions. Of course, like you're so respectful in the way that you ask questions. So that's all I think anybody would ever require. It's mm -hmm. like a respectful way to say it. But I love um, to touch on these taboo questions or things that most people would feel uncomfortable asking. Mm. This is one of the main reasons why I got so attracted to this tradition was because the teachers that I was hearing from, they would talk about the stuff that I would never hear talking about in other church and other religions. They're talking about like the problem of evil, rape, like masturbation, not that masturbation is bad or any like, uh -huh. oh, the, you're a bad person if you do this. Right. But like, it's just like you don't talk about these things mm -hmm. like, or or illicit, um, having like sex with a bunch of people or premarital or whatever yeah. other things that yeah. are, are so taboo in other religions. Right. So the questions are like, I love it because mm -hmm. it's so encouraged in our circle to ask questions. Obviously, you must do it in a respectful way mm -hmm. to be able to like actually grasp the answer. Otherwise, it's just not going to stick. But that's another question. Um, the talk about money. Um, I, I know what you're talking about, about tithing. I think in other religions, it's actually like a prerequisite. Like, if I remember correctly, it was like, you have to give 10% of There's your like income. There's like a pressure, yeah. Like, you have to. Like, if you're part of our congregation, you have to give 10%. Mm -hmm. I think that's the tithing comes from 10. Yeah. Um, 10%. I don't know if it's in the Bible or something. I don't, I'm not, I don't know. You're right, 100%, though. 100%. Yeah. But I think it is. It's actually a prerequisite. Like, it's a requisite. That's how you get into heaven. <laughs> yeah, like that's how you get into heaven, yeah. basically. Or, or yeah. if you want to hang out with us, if you want to come to the uh, church, then you have to do this. That is not how this is. Okay. So at our temple, um, and I'm, it, it's an international thing. So we have temples all over the world. Um, I'm sure the way that things are done uh, varies, but I know something that is universal in all the temples, and it's very specific to our tradition, is that it's not a requirement. Obviously, um, things need to get paid. For example, the light for the church. We, nobody in a leadership position in our temples takes a paycheck. So it, nobody makes a living from being a priest. Mm. The priests either have their own jobs outside or they work in such a way that they're able to merge both. Like, you know, a lot of my teachers have their own businesses and then they do like a lot of counseling work or they've worked their whole life retired and now they um, spend all their time helping other people as either as monks because they've, be they've been monks their whole life or they have wives and kids, but now mm -hmm. they're retired and then they just travel around the world teaching and, and counseling people. So no, nobody takes a, a payment, which is actually like in, different from other traditions. Also, there are donations, um, but it's 100% voluntary. Also, you can donate to specific projects. For example, I like, um, and I don't like to share this, but I will because you asked, I like to donate towards um, flowers because we do daily offerings of flowers to decorate our altar. And so like to make flower garlands. Mm. Yeah. And I know that when I buy this stuff, it's like actually being used for that. Yeah. Or there, there's like specific projects, for example, like um, we're raising this much money to fix the roof. And so that money is going to go to that. We also, you know, we're vegetarian. So we really take, take it super seriously about n no animal cruelty. Mm -hmm. And so we have um, farms where we actually save um cows bulls 
uh, even horses from slaughterhouses and then we keep them until they die naturally. Mm. So in order to do that, you know, they're not giving money. Like we're not selling their milk or nothing like that yeah. because they're actually have been abused their whole life so they will just take care of them until they die but in order to do that you need to buy hay yeah. and all of that so there are specific projects for that so that would be like cow protection mm-hmm. or farming uh, farming projects so you can specifically donate towards those specific mm. things and you can go meet the animals that you're donating towards or you want to give money towards um food so that's another big thing that's specifically particular to our tradition we cook um a free meal every time there's a a program and we have a program at least once a week every sunday it's called the sunday feast Mm. so anybody that comes to the temple gets a free meal and if you want to donate towards buying the food like the materials for us to cook it you can and so your donation will go towards that food that will then serve whoever comes through the doors and that's um, a free, warm, six-course meal every mm. Sunday I love for that. free. I love that. I really like that you shed light on that. It really helped. And um, how I do it, and I think a lot of the value that I hope our listeners get and what I at least get on this show is just taking one thing here and there. That's how I build everything. That's how I've been able to accelerate things like our career, our relationship, things like that. I go, oh, I like that. I take that. I was the biggest cheater in school, basically. That's what it was. Is I'm the guy that's like, oh, C. All right, she got it. We're going with C. What did he get? D. Oh, we got D. And then the hell? All right, here we go. We go with this. Hey, teacher, I need help. You know what I mean? Because... And I think that's really helped me on my entrepreneurship journey is I'm not cheating as in I'm stealing things. I'm taking ideas, you know, inspiration, things like that, putting my own twist on it and then going like, hey, thank you for sharing that with me. I'm going to put this into my own practice. And um, Mm. I really like that. That's really cool. I'm big on more options. I want more options for anybody. You know what I mean? Like, that's really what we talk a lot about. And one of the things that a little bit about my background is I'm... Native American from the Fort Peck tribes reservation up in Montana, right? So my grandfather is a medicine man currently practicing, and we had him on the podcast actually a little bit about a year ago, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe you could check that one out. His name is Larry Wetsit. Really cool guy. I like him a lot. But the main thing I took from that entire episode was he basically explained his belief system of everything happens in balance, right? You want to walk in balance. That's kind of like the main thing. We talked for like an hour and a half, whatever it was, yada, 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 walk with balance. And that was like, oh, everything, right? So I relate that in everything I do. There's a wave that comes in, right? There's a wave that comes out everything there if there's hot days there's cold days right there's days where you feel happy there's days where you feel sad there's days where you want to work hard everything is in balance right you talk about peace right and the main kind of big question that i just want your take on i don't even really have an opinion that i like care about or want to share i just want to know what's there because i'm going to take something that you say and make it valuable for me how can we have peace everywhere if that's not balanced doesn't that seem out of balance like there kind of has to be some sort of shit going down somewhere for there to be like healing and things like that do you see what i'm saying i'm not saying it has to be like nuclear war or anything like crazy but how can we have like peace without some sort of conflict right every once in a while how can there be a push without a pull right so like what do you think about that and then my question is 
if you're like 100% peaceful, right? And something goes down, like, I don't know, let's say somebody walks in your house at night and like something violent is going to go down, right? Are you guys okay with like taking that high road of, you know, receiving that violence in like a peaceful manner? Yeah. I mean, how, do, how no, does that go? No, you don't receive the violence with a peaceful manner. You, there is a time and place for violence. Okay. 100%. Mm-hmm. Like our main text, it's called the Bhagavad Gita. Um, it is based on a battlefield where the, the person that represents all of us, his name is Arjuna. He is in the middle of a battlefield. He's about to fight his family members. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the worst, like if you can think of a, the worst thing that could ever happen to you, it's happening to this guy, mm-hmm. to Arjuna. He's like about to fight his family members. It's like a whole, like how he got there, it's like a whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. There's a context to that. But he's fighting his family members. It's like they're quote unquote bad people, but he has to fight them. That's like his, his duty. Mm-hmm. He has to fight fight them and he's having like a breakdown because he's like they're my family some some people in that side of this battle that i'm gonna fight it's um they're my grandparents they're my seniors Mm. they're my teachers like how am i supposed to fight them and krishna who's the name of god um that's how we like to think of god because it it actually means the all attractive one Mm. So if you're thinking of adjectives for the divine, for the supreme, it's like the all-attractive one, like the that. one that attracts everyone. Mm. <laughs> it's it's beautiful. So Krishna, in this um, scene, the this scenario, he becomes, um, he takes. It's actually really sweet and and interesting to think of the divine as this kind of person. He becomes the driver of the chariot which is actually considered like a lower class kind of thing, you know, like somebody that's driving you around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because of the type of relationship that this person, Arjuna, has with him, it's very intimate based on bhakti or love. Bhakti is Sanskrit for um, like loving service, right? Mm. So this soul has surrendered to God in whatever, you know, we can unpack the word surrender. And like, that's a whole nother episode I think mm-hmm. I'd love to have with you guys. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of like, you know, having trust and having a loving relationship, like you have hopefully in a healthy relationship with parents, right? Or with your best friend. In this case, they were best friends. Um, anyway, God takes this um, role of, of, of a lower kind of like task, right? To guide him during this time and he he takes this time to enlighten Arjuna in so many different topics that will then lead Arjuna to realize that he has to do his duty in this world and not be attached to the result that's like one of the major main topics of the Bhagavad Gita mm. that obviously it's 18 chapters. So it's going to develop into so much more. Mm-hmm. I'm going to gift you guys each a, a copy. So mm-hmm. you guys want, if That'd you guys want to read. So anyway, ans- answering your question as like, do we believe in violence? Uh, yeah. I mean, th- this is our main text is based on a war. Mm. So violence is going to go down. Yeah. Now the, the real question is what's the intention? Mm. What's the purpose of that violence? Um, so in our personal life, we don't practice violence unnecessarily. We don't eat meat. We are cruelty free. 
it's not necessary. I mean, I've been vegetarian slash vegan for 15 years and I'm still alive. Right. Yeah. You're here. I'm Healthy. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. my friends have muscles. Like the guys are super manly yeah. looking. Like, <laughs> you know, nobody's losing teeth or, or hair or anything <laughs> like that. Um, so there are ways. Is it going to be a little more challenging? Of course, because it's actually you're in a way I'd like to think of it this way. We're swimming against the current. Mm-hmm. The current in this world is for you to be. Most people think the purpose of life is for me to enjoy. If mm-hmm. I'm enjoying, then I can die anytime. Like I'm happy. But it's like actually, it, what is enjoyment? You know. That's it. Yeah, so you're are on you it. are you actually moving? closer to happiness and and real peace or are you just trampling over all these other people for your own selfish reasons Mm. and we're not talking about the selfishness that you talked about earlier venture of like self-care we're literally talking about abusing other people and yourself no you're Mm. cooking right now yeah Yeah. starting with your own mind what you put into your body your relationships the quality of those so um, if we need to step into violence because somebody's attacking our tribe, mm-hmm. you know, our family or somebody that needs to be defended, we will mm. for sure. Yeah. I'll, I will have no problem engaging in violence if I need to defend mm. 100%. I love yeah. that. But yeah. I don't, I'm not going to do it if it's just for my own, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for my own quote-unquote enjoyment yeah now talking about your previous question before your violence question was um how can there be peace there has to be a balance right um so you know coming from the point or from the i guess the a good imagery that comes with that is like light um in in darkness you can only see light if it's there's darkness or vice versa right there's got to be a contrast and so where could there ever be absolute peace i mean that's what that's worth you know devoting your whole life Mm. towards that's what i'm working towards in my ultimate goal is like yeah i want to make this world a better place Mm. yeah but i have to start with me yeah so that's my number one that's the number one um revolution i actually can and will partake on i can't go out there and try to revolt against all these other things isms right mm. if i'm not actually walking the talk in my own life yeah. so that's i have understood that this is my number one revolution is me i need to learn how to control my mind i need to learn how to control my habits mm. how to just stay in control of myself right so if i'm doing that then hopefully the ripple effect right other people yeah. will also be affected in a positive way Um, but having said that, you know, there's always, and I think this brings us to the problem of evil that a lot of religions really never answer Mm. or they say, oh, it's the devil's fault. It's not you. It's the devil. It's temptation or whatever. In our tradition, we don't put the blame on somebody else that's competing with God. It's actually like everything comes from Krishna or whatever name you have for the Supreme we call him Krishna. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything comes from him, the supreme divine. He's all good. He's all powerful. He's not 100% absolute. He doesn't have absolute power because he has given us free will. Mm. So he's not absolutely powerful because if he was, he wouldn't have given us a little bit of his power for us to choose. But if we wouldn't have free will, there wouldn't be the possibility of love. Mm. What is above love? Nothing. Actually, love is the 
zenith yeah. of it all. So having a truly loving relationship with the divine is the supreme experience of all of us as individual souls. We're part of that supreme soul, but we're not ever going to become God. That's one thing. We're always going to be different, but we have the same qualities, right? And so we have the ability through this free will to connect. If there wasn't free will, there wouldn't be love because you cannot make Hannah love you. You can't force her to love you. Oh, I know that. If you forced her (laughs) to love you, it wouldn't be real love. Mm -hmm. Uh Now she has free will. She's choosing to love you. That's when you know, first of all, that that's true love. Second of all, how sweet is that when she like actually has all these other options in the world, but she's chosen you, Mm. that she has all these possibilities to be like, for example, traveling the world, not having a color coded schedule, (laughs) you know, living. Good luck without your colors. All right. (laughs) Living in Tahiti or whatever. But she's here in Long Beach, California Mm. with you venture, like doing your bed while you do her dish like Mm -hmm. that's that that to me it's like wow like when I start thinking of all these things that I experience as real not real but like a some type of love in this world with people like my husband or my family my friends you guys like this is so special and then I'm trying to think like wow that's this is what I'm I want to learn how to do this because I eventually want to love God like that. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's going to be that, that will be real love, you know, mm-hmm. learning to love God as our child. That's actually the, the way in which we see, or that's like our conception of divinity. It's not loving God as like our parent, our father, right. That's yeah. giving us the, our daily bread is I want to love God and I want to fall in love with God in such a way that I don't ask him for anything. Mm. God is also female. We have male, female in this world. Why would that not be? If we are this, in this world, we have all these variety. Why wouldn't the Supreme have that variety too? So there's a female aspect of it, talking about balance, right? Definitely. And so, I know it's like so, it's so amazing. I love spiritual topics because there's never a cap to that. We're talking Mm, about the sky's the limit. Spirituality is the actual personification like it's it's the highest example of that there's never an end to spiritual topics yeah you got it and next time we'll definitely get back into it like i said we're just scratching the surface i gotta pull you guys out and just keep going but yeah hey i appreciate you for taking your time how is the did you say was this your first podcast experience or first one in a while uh and it's really interesting. My dad actually started podcasting um, before podcasting became oh, very, mm-hmm. oh okay. yeah, like in the 90s. Wow. And then he just never published anything. Yeah. We just talked. So I have some experience with it because of him yeah. like 20 something years ago. Fun. Um, but as of recent times, yeah, it's the first time. I've done some other interviews yeah. with other people, but nothing like this yeah. so it's definitely uh i love it thank yeah, you we so much really, for having we me we really like long form like that because you're able to get your thoughts out you're really able to like lay things out and as we have like small business owners on more people like that great people like yourself we're finding that it's more important to identify the person behind the sign right or the the door or this and that because that person is more relatable often than the big building that maybe they built or the tent that you're at or the pop-up thing or, you know what I mean, the online website. The products, right? It's like yeah. anybody could just go online and Google a yeah, product, but right. you, 
you can't Google like my name and actually get who I get am. You, yeah. So, mm-hmm. Thank you guys for having this podcast because yeah. I, when I started listening to some of your episodes, I was like, wow, I really love how natural the conversations are. You guys actually want to get to know the person and what yeah. they have to share. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that you don't find in other podcasts yeah. Yeah. And, and in other venues. So, I'm I'm grateful. Like, yeah, the, these topics I, I can talk about them for a yeah. long time, and mm-hmm. I, you know, there's not an end to it. But um, I think the questions that were asked and what I got to share, like, it yeah. was it was enough to get started. Yeah, and, like, to, to have a uh, at least a brief general understanding of what I do, what yeah. I practice, what are, what is behind the brand. Mm. Yeah, and, and the coolest part, like we're finding, is. It's very hard for somebody to listen to, let's say, like an hour, two hours of like a piece of content and then have like a skewed representation of what they're talking about. You see what I'm saying? So like if we clipped up a 30 second thing, there's people that could be like, oh, whatever she's talking about, blah, 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 this and that. But if you stayed for the whole ride and you really sat down, that's the type of person that actually like is committed to the thought. Like, you know what I mean? There's all stuff all over the internet where you can judge somebody based on that. But how often do you listen two hours, an hour of what somebody's got to say and then be like, oh yeah, no, that was all out the window. You at least gave it a good thought, right? Like you at least... We're with the, the ride the whole time, and that's what we're trying to develop with Which this show cool. and this brand. Yeah, so we like to leave our guests with one final question before we get you out of here and you yeah. know back onto your day. <laughs> Who are maybe like two to three people within the Southern California area? They don't have to be in Southern California, but maybe hopefully locally if you can, that you would like to see on this show. We're really big right now on also pushing like female entrepreneurs, strong female voices like yourself, where mm. we're able to hear about the story, hear about what their their thoughts are, their strengths, their weaknesses. And yeah, just hopefully be able to reach out and invite them on. And you know, if they accept, we'll have them on and listen about what they got going on. Could be a small business owner, it could be somebody with just a really cool career, you know, mm. it could be somebody with that's a great family or something like that. Just Is there cool anyone story. that comes to mind? Mm-hmm. A cool story. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I mean all of my friends, I'm like, there's such cool yeah. people. Like uh-huh. you guys all need to meet them. Yeah, I just I got really lucky because I'm surrounded by people that lift me up mm. so much, that inspire me so much. And as my, and thank you for your nice compliments, but <laughs> I, I can only take a little bit of credit for that. But really is the people I'm surrounded by, like they've actually contributed most of who I am or what I'm doing. It's really thanks to them. They, they are actually the type of people that the type of people that walk the talk Mm -hmm. and that's like, yeah, I want to be surrounded by that kind of people. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've run across, um, Kim Pollander on online on TikTok or Instagram, but she's, um, she's a great, uh, counselor, therapist, um, couple therapist and also just like trauma therapist. Mm -hmm. And she's blown, blown up on social media and stuff. And she's one of my closest friends and mm. she's here in long beach and oh, that's awesome so she has her practice and everything i think she'd be somebody really interesting yeah. to talk to and pick her brain about topics and in general mm. um we share the same spiritual uh, practice as well which obviously in that way 
you know, I know her deeply mm. because we connect in like the most core level, yeah. which mm-hmm. is that, um, I mean, just all my friends, I'm thinking like my other friend, um, she has a, a small business. Her name is her small business name is Leela sweets mm. and she does uh, vegan pastries. Oh, cool. and, okay. uh, awesome. she, she sells to some coffee shops and does pop-ups as well. And also an amazing woman. And she's a, a mother of my God, daughter (laughs) and so a new mom woman oh so she's young young little baby young yeah she's uh she just turned one in september so you know it's that and then um yeah i mean i like yeah i just have so many friends i can give you guys a whole list of people that you can reach out to if they're interested on coming uh, coming on the show and sharing a little bit about what yeah. they're doing it helps yeah. the show grow it helps us you know learn and just get it out to the people yeah right? for yeah sure. i also have friends that own a plant-based uh restaurant in cool. long beach higher taste plant-based mm. if you guys haven't been right on fourth and oh, nice. long beach boulevard you guys should go in yeah. And yeah i'm that's where i'm commissioned to do the big piece i've oh, been cool. working on that so I, i'll be back in there like yeah. monday tuesday cool. if you guys come on by yeah um yeah of and so course. you know that they would be a great people to yeah, talk to definitely. about we'll reach you out know, all we can base yeah and lifestyle yeah and yeah that's awesome well hey guys this has been natural thoughts and talks hope you had a good episode i know we definitely did we'll catch you guys later Bye. bye